So as we move into our um, kind of older kid reflection time, I just want to kind of uh, point out a, a fact, a truth that, that sometimes questions are asked and, and there might be very different and, and even conflicting answers to those questions. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, you might ask me what I want to eat. Go ahead, uh, right where you are, just say, Pastor Dave, what do you want to eat? Good. Um, so, so my answer might be very different depending on what time of life um, you are addressing that question to me. Uh, for instance, if you ask me that question when I'm in college, here's my answer. A bag of Cheetos and a beer. I mean, honestly, like nothing sounds better than sitting on a couch watching a football game with a whole bag of Cheetos in my hand and a beer in the other one. That just sounds fantastic. Even today, that sounds fantastic. However, I know that if I sit with that, I am probably not going to feel very good the rest of the day. And so my actual answer today would be, you know, I'd be really happy with some spaghetti and meatballs and maybe a slice of bread and a salad on the side and just give me my flask of water, that'll be fine. Those are two very different answers that, that uh, actually kind of conflict with one another. And so, so sometimes that happens where, where you ask a question and there's very different, if not conflicting, answers. And, and so today we're going to be really asking a, a similar question maybe three, four different times. And we'll be considering the, the conflicting answers. Uh, the answers for each question that we ask is going to be no. And yes, a simple yes or no question. We're going to ask it basically four different times in, in four slightly different ways and be um, trying to consider um, the, the different and conflicting answers, all trying to really land on um, you and your answer to the question. So um, let's kind of dive in. Uh, this, this first one here uh, is actually, th there's going to be a a, a right answer and a wrong answer. Uh, the first question goes like this. Would the Apostle Paul be able to say, as a heartfelt statement of faith, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? Now, before you just kind of jump in and say, well, of course, he's the Apostle Paul. Um, let's just kind of think about it critically a little bit. Uh, would the Apostle Paul be able to stand up and say, as a heartfelt statement of faith, the Lord is my shepherd? and I shall not want. <clears throat> the wrong answer, just to be kind of upfront, would be no. No, he couldn't say that because he clearly has wants and desires in his life. Uh, for example, uh, the Philippians chapter one, uh, he's talking to the church in Philippi, and he lays out that he himself has multiple desires. He desires to be present with the people and help them grow as disciples. He desires to be there and help them follow Jesus and be changed by Jesus and be on mission with Jesus. At the same time, he says, oh, I also desire to to be done with, with my numbered days and start living my unnumbered days with Jesus for eternity. So Paul in Philippians chapter one clearly says that he has desires, that he has wants. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 would be another place to go. Um, Paul actually is commanding people to desire. He says, earnestly desire the best gifts, um, uh, which is pretty interesting. He's not just saying, hey, have a little bit of want. He's saying, have a lot of want, have a big desire, earnestly desire the best gift. Um, he's been talking about spiritual gifts to the church in Corinth. Uh, spiritual gifts being different gifts that God gives to different people at different times. 
uh, for specific purposes in the world. And, um, and, and the Apostle Paul uh, kind of comes out of that and says, you know what, all those are fine, but don't focus too much on the spiritual gifts. What you really should do, what you really should be focused on is the best gift, right? Earnestly desire the best gift, which is love. <clears throat> and then he launches into 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, Love doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is that Apostle Paul clearly has desires and wants, and so he would not be able to stand up and say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. But sometimes uh, a question gets asked and there's conflicting answers. And in this particular question, there's a, a wrong answer and a right answer. Now, we would probably say the Apostle Paul would absolutely be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not blank. Now you notice this, that time I left it blank because um, it's one of those few times where uh, the word want is actually not a helpful translation. The actual word there is lack. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. Uh, maybe if you want to use the word want, I shall not be in want is the actual uh, sense of the word. And so it really has, has nothing to do with the Apostle Paul's desire or lack of desire, his wants or, or no wants at all. Um, it, it has everything to do with trusting that there's a God who wants to provide. And we know that the Apostle Paul likely did that throughout the course of his life. Uh, the reason that this is important to point out is that uh, I just want you to, to, to know and to hear that your ability to stand up and say as a heartfelt st statement of faith, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. It, it really um, doesn't have anything to do with your want or your desire. It has to do with something else. Uh, second question, I want to dive right into the second question. Would the Hebrews, the people of God, be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack? Now, uh, this one is kind of interesting because um, the different and conflicting answers would sort of be, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on when you ask the people of God that question. Uh, for instance, Exodus chapter 16 um, is a fascinating moment in the history of the people of God. Uh, they had been slaves in the land of Egypt for 400 years. Um, God sent Moses and freed them from the land of Egypt. And, uh, and they came out, they crossed over the Red Sea. And Exodus chapter 16 is just on the other side of the Red Sea. Uh, and so they, they've literally just crossed the Red Sea and they're in this place called the wilderness. And guess what? When they're in the wilderness, they get hungry. They lack food. They, they go to Moses and they start complaining. And uh, maybe Teddy Roosevelt would say that they're whining. But uh, they, they start complaining and they say, Moses, we want to go back to Egypt. Because in Egypt, we at least had meat for, uh, for, that we could boil in our pots. We're hungry. We lack food. And so interestingly, would the people of God be able to stand up and say, as a heartfelt statement of faith, um, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack? In Exodus chapter 16, they're not able to say that because they actually lack food. We have to kind of wrestle with that and think about that. Uh, let's think about the yes answer. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7, Moses um, says, These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. 
That's a fascinating moment. Um, this is um, uh, 40 years after, essentially, the Exodus 16 moment. Um, 40 years later, they've wandered in the wilderness. Moses is an old man. He's about to, to die. And they're about to step into the promised land. And Moses is looking backwards, and he's saying, oh, look, we, we maybe didn't have everything that we want, but, but we've had some things, and God has sustained us, and he has provided for us. And so we can say that over these 40 years, the Lord our God has been with us, and we have lacked nothing. It's a fascinating moment where, where it seems like the people of God would absolutely be saying, yes. The Lord is my shepherd, and we have lacked nothing. Uh, another kind of interesting thing is, is thinking about David's time in history. At David's time in history, um, it, it's common agreed upon language that God is the shepherd of his people. Uh, just listen to some of these verses. This is Psalm 77, verse 20, and it says this. It says, you, God, led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Uh, Psalm 78, verse 52, he, God, led out his people like sheep and guided them like a flock in the wilderness. Uh, Psalm 80, verse 1, hear us, O shepherd of Israel, who leads. Uh, over and over again as in some of these psalms, which would have been used in their worship time. Uh, it would have been common songs that they would have sung and everybody would have known and they would have been immensely popular. This is common agreed upon language that the Lord is my shepherd, our shepherd. Here's my hope. My hope is that your ability to stand up and say um, as a heartfelt statement of faith, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack that your ability to say that is much, much deeper than what you currently have or lack in your hands. We have to acknowledge and be real that, that sometimes there are things that we want and don't have. And we have to acknowledge at the same time that uh, God is continually providing and sustaining us. And that means in both seasons, we might have the ability to stand up and say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack. Uh, third question, would Jacob be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack? Would Jacob be able to say it? This is Jacob, uh, the patriarch of the faith, right? We talk about uh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, of course, right? So this is the patriarch of the faith, uh, Jacob, who lives long, long before King David, uh, who writes Psalm 23. Uh, this is Jacob who lived uh, long before the promised land, right? Before the people uh, step into the promised land. It, Jacob who lives long before the Exodus moment. Would Jacob, the patriarch of the faith, be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack? Again, different answers that maybe seem to conflict with one another. <laughs> um, uh, on the one hand, we might say, no, no, Jacob would not be able to say that. And, and, and why? Well, because early in his life, we know that he doesn't really care to be led by anyone. He doesn't care to, to, to sort of wait for God to provide for him. He just 
tries to arrange everything and grab everything on his own. Uh, his name actually means uh, that he is a, a grabber. He comes out of the womb holding on to his twin brother's ankle, right, his twin brother's foot. Uh, and, and throughout his life, he's just frequently trying to arrange good things for himself. Uh, he's frequently trying to grab a hold of things that aren't his, from his brother's blessing uh, to the wife that he wants to um, uh, riches and abundance uh, in, uh, in dealings with other people. He's frequently trying to arrange for himself. And so we might say, well, by his actions, no. He wouldn't stand up and say, as a heartfelt statement of faith, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. But this is really interesting. And I had never seen this before I started studying this. In Genesis chapter 48, verse 15 Jacob is the first person in scripture to call God his shepherd. Uh, he's a very old man and he's about to die and he wants to speak a blessing on two of his 12 sons. And, um, and he puts his hands, his hands on their heads and he starts off the blessing by saying, the God who has been my shepherd. The God who has been my shepherd, Jacob says. After all those early years of trying to arrange for everything on his own, after having great abundance and riches, and then towards the end of his life, having great need and great poverty, there was a huge famine all over the land, and he had to send his sons to Egypt to, to ask and beg and pay for food. And it's at the end of his life that he says, the God who has been my shepherd. And so we know that... Uh, Jacob would have said, oh, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. See, see here's the thing. I, I really hope that today you can ask that question of yourself and, and even that you would stand up and say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. And before I ask you to do that, I just want to consider the different options that we have. We might just sort of jump right into, yes, absolutely. And we don't really engage our heart. We just sort of remotely say, oh, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I would just ask you to not do that today. I'd ask you to sort of pause and to reflect and to engage your heart and say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I will not lack. Um, on the other hand, we, we might be honest and say, I, I've struggled to do this, and I, I don't frequently make room for God to lead me. And, and in fact, I don't even know if I want God to lead me. And if you're in that place today, I just want to encourage you, to do a fancy church word and repent, um, to, to just choose a different path, to, to be honest and, and be real that that's where you've been, but, but also to say, look, I'm, I don't want to stay in this no answer. I want to begin to make room today, right now, for God to be my shepherd and to trust that he absolutely wants to care and provide for me. Uh, another way that we might say no is... Uh, um, we, we might be in kind of a darker place and, and we might be staring at all of our lacks. 
if we're honest, uh, in every season of life, we probably have some kind of lack. Maybe we lack a job. Maybe we lack a relationship. Uh, maybe we lack uh, money. Maybe we lack uh, resources. Uh, we, we always have some kind of lack, and it's easy for us to sort of be drawn to and let our eyes focus on the lack instead of on the shepherd. And so we might say no because we have some kind of need or some kind of want that is not being met or fulfilled. And I, I just want to ask you to, to resist the temptation to, um, to, to focus on that lack and to let that be the truest thing about God. Resist that temptation to let that be the truest thing about God. Um, I hope that we can say yes. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack. When we do that, we're saying, oh, uh, Jacob and Moses and David all called God shepherd, and I will too. And in fact, Jesus called himself the good shepherd, and I trust that that is true. The Lord is my shepherd, and I, I, I will not lack. Uh, when we do that, we're saying, oh, he provided and sustained the people in the wilderness for 40 years. And I believe and I trust that he can provide and sustain me. He, he, he fed, uh, Jesus fed the 5,000 people in the wilderness uh, on that day when he was speaking too long and everybody got hungry. And I believe that he can feed and provide for me. I, I trust that the Lord is my shepherd and I will not lack. Um, if you are in the room right now today, <laughs> I'd ask you to stand up and I'd ask you to actually make that statement. Um, but you're not in the room with me. <laughs> and so what I want you to do is if you'll make that your statement of faith today, would you just go to your chat boxes and just type that in? And I know that there's a bunch of you that don't normally go to your chat boxes and engage and, and, and type in, but, but I'm just asking, would you just would you just, from a heartfelt statement of faith, go to your chat boxes and, and just make that statement of faith, that, that trust, and say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack. Amen. As you're doing that, I just want to pray for us and, uh, and pray for that, that depth of faith and trust that says, no matter the circumstances, I know who my God is. And I know what he can do. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we, uh, we thank you for being the good shepherd. Uh, the good shepherd that uh, always has his eyes on us. No matter how far we wander off. Um, no matter the season in life. No matter the lack or abundance, no matter the green pastures or the dark valleys, we know that you have your eyes on us. We trust in that truth. And uh, we know and we trust that, uh, that you'll be there with us and for us. And so will you give us the strength? Will you give us the, the faith and the trust? Will you put your Holy Spirit in us so that we can give voice to this simple, repeatable statement of who you are 
and what you'll do for us. Oh Lord, you truly are our shepherd and we will not lack. We praise you, we celebrate you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.